I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Stones for Audio Idola. Talking about um, us being the number one rated morning show the second week of April. The numbers come out today. We did a 7.1. It was actually down from a 7.7, which is ridiculous. But I was in London for three days. 7.1 the first week of April. Second week comes out today as we continue to put up numbers no one's ever heard of. Uh, I get a text here from Brian Sullivan. He says, can you give a congratulatory shout-out to a good friend and great fan of your show, Vinny Greeny? He was promoted on Friday to deputy chief of the NYPD. So congratulations to Vinny. And I just got this text from Joe Esposito, former chief of police, who I told you earlier has a brain tumor, operable, supposed to be operated on tomorrow. He says, bad news for me operate tomorrow, cancer surgery, brain tumor, speech therapy, which you know about. So I've uh, talked about Joe Esposito a couple of times today. All right, let's get to uh, famed defense attorney, the great Arthur Idala, one of my favorite people. Stones for you, Artie, on a Monday morning. How about that? Thank you, thank you. But I also appreciated the competence, you know, rainy days on Monday. That was great. But I said, I'm thinking I know why your ratings may have gone down, slipped a little bit. And I don't think it has to do just with the fact that you were off for a couple of days. Yeah. The fact that you're going to go on radio and say that Chuck Todd is wrong, talking about whether there's more than a man and a woman. I mean, what's the matter with you, bro? I mean, what's uh, did you take Did you take biology of poly prep? I, I thought I, mean, I did. a lot more than men and women. I, I guess. Mean, I guess bro, I, it's good. We are so we are so screwed up. Man. I know. It's, it's I know. Did you see what about Megyn Kelly's hat? All the controversy with her red hat. Yeah, but it, lo- wore, it looks like a Make America Great hat again. It looks like that. Yeah, but you, but you know what it says again? Well, you know what it says? I don't know what make it says. Women, make women female again. What's wrong with that? That's great. It, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's targeting this whole degree of insanity that was we're going on i i had to go to federal prison uh last week in arizona okay and you know i'm used to going to jails like around here like rikers island and the mdc where they hold the people before trial but this is a penitentiary this is like real real jail this is where people get sentenced to 10 years 20 years and i'm talking to a client in there and what really shocked me 
is he said about 10% of these all-male prison is transgender. So they're all men, but these 10% are men who identify as women. But they're right in there with the whole general population. Yeah, but, but, but were they like that before? You know, you get to prison, Artie, and uh, your choices are one. Penis. That's yeah, well, it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's I, it. You know, I didn't dig. I didn't dig that deep. I, I also found out that there was a hermaphrodite in there. Uh, <laughs> no, for real. I, I was believe it. Yeah. Away. yeah. It was a human being that had a penis and a vagina. Right. Like, really? Right. How does that? How's that go down? <laughs> like, well, you know, they, they kind of keep their eye on them. I mean, just a lot of lot of crazy stuff going on there, Sydney. That's. But I'm happy your daughter's home from uh, from the other side of. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean, I'm sure that puts a big smile on nah, it. No, it does. It does. And um, it's gorgeous there. We were there just about three weeks ago. We loved it. But it's great to have her home. We'll take her back when she goes back next time in September. We're going to take her back. Unlike last time, I put her on a plane by herself. So it's great. The four of us will be together the next four or five months. And Joe Tacopina, as you know, his daughter gave it's birth to a little boy. And uh, Joe became a grandfather last week. His uh, first grandson is in London, where Ava was a couple of days ago as we speak. But it's funny, I told you this. I, I was talking to Joe last week, and, you know, every time he goes to court, Donald Trump goes on Truth Social, and he beats the living daylights out of Judge Kaplan. And Takapina's got to deal with Kaplan, and now Takapina was frustrated because everything he's asking the judge for, including some stuff that is pretty pretty obvious, the judge is like, no, nope, no, nope, can't do it. So you know that from afar down in Florida, Donald Trump is making Joe Takapina's job just about impossible. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you that it's Judge Kaplan, who I know well, I've appeared before many times, my father's appeared before many, many times, uh, he's kind of a storied guy. Uh, he's been there over 25 years. He was appointed by the Clintons. Um, he seems to get all these high-profile cases. You know, he's a tough, tough guy. So you're already you're already going into a tough situation, and now you have your your client making things that much more difficult. I mean, I'll just give you a quick example. You remember Abe Hirschfeld, right? Yes. The New York guy. All right. Yes. Okay. So I'm trying his murder for hire case. He had a, a, a partner. And he was charged with hiring a, an Italian-American hitman for $75,000 to kill his partner. Now, it never happened. So we're at the trial. And at one point, the judge calls myself and the prosecutor up to the bench. And But it, the jury's not there. But in a loud enough voice says to me, you know, Mr. Idala, do we really need to put on all of these telephone experts? Can't you just stipulate? Can't you just agree that these calls came from your client's phone so we could save a lot of time? <laughs> I said, Judge, let me ask my client. I turn around, Sid. I take two steps, and there's Abe Hirschfeld clipping his fingernails at the table, and he looks up to me, and he uses the full word. He goes, Ata, F the judge. <laughs> but, he uses, but he uses the full right, word. Right, the actual word, yeah, yeah. So I, I pivot. I go, uh, Judge, I, I don't think that's going to work, work out. And the judge goes, <laughs> So I heard. And then I go back to the table. I go, Abe, you realize even if you get convicted, this judge can give you probation. I go, you're, you're not facing that. I go, wait. He goes, Arthur, he's a little man in a little place. He didn't care. When I paid you for this one, yep. when I paid you for this one case, he makes the whole year. F him. <laughs> so I know I know what Zachary is feeling because yeah. you know, the media was there in that case as well. So he's making Joe's heart, job that much harder. And um, look, and Kaplan also, because I spoke to people who were in the courtroom during Joe's uh, cross-examination, I think they said every single objection 
by this woman, E. Carroll's lawyers, everyone went against Takapina. Everyone. There was not one time when the judge said, no, Mr. Takapina can ask that question. Oh, he allowed so every, he allowed every objection. He allowed everyone. Everyone. Wow. Joe, no, no, Joe, you can't ask that question. Right. No, Joe, you can't ask that question. Right. No, Joe, you can't. I have to tell you, Sid, I've been in that position. I was in that position during the Harvey Weinstein case when the judge was so against it. The media actually cracked up. Because during the direct examination of one of these women who accused Harvey Weinstein, when I'm objecting, the judge is going, overruled, overruled, (laughs) overruled. Then I stand up, and it's like the fifth question. And it's like, so how long have you lived in Brooklyn? Objection sustained. (laughs) And the whole courtroom, because it was like an innocuous question, the whole courtroom cracked up. So, you know, I just was texting with Joe right before he went into court. You know, he's got his work cut out for him. You know, you have an older woman who I'm sure is appearing sympathetic to this jury, and she's saying, look, this happened. I don't care that I can't remember the details. I don't care that I didn't scream. I don't care that I didn't report it. You know, it happened. Yeah. And it's really going to yeah. be up to the jury as to whether they, you know, they're going for it. She actually said your client, the one you just mentioned, was the motivation yeah. for her coming yeah. forward, Harvey Weinstein. I'm sorry to bring yeah, that up, Artie, but. <laughs> no, no, it's true. I know, I know. She said that's what that's what made him come forward. I mean, yeah. whatever, but it's 30 years ago almost. Yeah. I mean, that's why, Sydney. that's why there are statues of limitations. Right. So that people could defend themselves. Like, hypothetically, if she would have done it two years before and and two years after it happened, and a guy like Donald Trump has a scheduler, has a diary, and he could say, B.S., lady, I was in uh, I was in Florida or I was in this meeting all day long. I wasn't in Bergdorf Goodman. But 27 years later, Come on. how do you say, oh, I know exactly where I was? It's crazy. <laughs> right, that is crazy. So uh, the media, the left especially, is giving the governor, Kathy Hochul, a little credit in this $230 billion budget for kind of correcting bail reform in that judges now will be able to differentiate between what's good and bad and have a little more say in these trials. And I have to tell you, talking to Nicole Maliotakis on Friday and doing my own research, nothing could be further from the truth. The, the, what the media is saying about this bail reform is not really true. There's very little, actually, that Kathy Hochul did. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no, you're correct. I mean, what... But I don't think you can really beat up on Hochul because she was trying. Apparently, according to the lefties in the assembly, the whole thing that held up the budget from being passed was Hochul was pretty hard on changing the bail reform much more drastically than it was actually changed. And they're saying a lot of that had to do with Eric Adams, like pushing her, like, I need your help. And she did. She held things up for about a month. It doesn't really seem like it was her fault. It seems like it was the left part of the assembly said, no way, no way. All they did really was the terms, the terms that were in the first bail report for reform was that judges are supposed to use the least restrictive means necessary to ensure someone is coming back to court. And they changed the language to uh, substantial control to make sure people are coming back to court. So it didn't say like, oh, now you can set bail on these different crimes mm-hmm. where they, you were not able to before. It didn't say for the first time in New York history, oh, you could take ba- dangerousness into account. It didn't do any of those things. It just said you no longer have to use the least restrictive means 
to ensure someone's return to court. So I don't think we can throw Hochul under the bus for this one. I think we can throw the Assembly and the Senate under the bus for this one. They all suck, uh, including her, but okay. you're right. In this case, she's well, not. Wait, wait, yeah. I got to tell you this. I'm yeah. in, I'm, I'm in, I, I walked, I literally walked 20 miles this weekend between Saturday and Sunday, walking my daughter in the pouring rain, my one-and-a-half-year-old gorgeous little Ariana, and I popped in to the supermarket because my parents, my 80-something-year-old parents, needed some food. And as I'm in there, I'm on the phone with my mother, and this other African, she wants coffee made, she wants yogurt, the Greek yogurt, you know, you know, routine yep, 11. Yep, yep. And this woman stops me. She goes, I know your voice. I was like, she goes, I listened to you on Sid. I said, oh, thank you. I said, I'm Arthur Wright Dollar. She goes, I'm Mary Ann from Brooklyn. I go, I know your voice. No way. Yes, yes she lives in Bay Ridge. Yes, she lives 10 blocks. Yes. And, but, you know, she actually, she was actually talking to me two years ago, uh, very seriously, by the way, about running for Brooklyn Borough president. She loves Brooklyn. Mary Ann from Brooklyn. I love, I love the both of you guys. Yeah, she was. We were both. Wait, well, we both were saying the same thing about you. So awesome. Um, now, wait. I want to ask you a question. You're a subway rider. Yeah. And now, be be objective, because I'm, I'm a subway rider. I find things are pretty good down there these days. Hey, listen, it doesn't bother me. They're not good. Depends what train you take. If I'm taking the four, the five, or the six, Audi on the east side, it's a yeah. genuinely nicer clientele than the right. one or the well, two or the right. three. Right, I took to 103rd and Broadway yesterday. But I'm still seeing a ton of homeless people yelling and screaming at themselves, making life miserable. Now, I'm not scared. It doesn't bother me. And I still think for the money, it's the best way to get around this city by a distance. But if you're not from here or you're young, you can be absolutely terrified on that train every day, every day. Okay, but I was just in L.A. like Thursday and Friday. You think we got a homeless problem? We're oh, not even in their league. We're not even in their league. I know. No, and we're third. Chicago, St. Louis, Dallas. No, I we mean, got them beat. I, I, I would give. I, I would say L.A. one, San Francisco two, New York three. But it's kind of audio like what when about Chicago. Nah, I think New York is. It's close, but it's kind of like when Eric Adams says, "Hey." Jim Jordan, worry about Ohio. And I'm like, no, I don't live in Ohio. I don't care if it's worse in Chicago or Los Angeles. I live in New York. And even though it's not as bad as Los Angeles, it's still pretty bad. I don't want to hear other cities as an excuse as to why we're not that bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, but I'm just saying it's a national issue. It's oh, yeah. Not just, yeah. Like, when you're talking no, about no, no, the no, economy no. in No, economy no, my friend, my friend. States, it's not it's a, a national, national issue. It is a blue state issue. Every one of those cities and states you just mentioned, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, what do they all have in common? Democrat mayors, Democrat governors. That's what it is. It's not a national issue because Ron DeSantis doesn't have that in Florida. Governor Abbott doesn't have that in Texas. It's a blue city, blue state okay, issue. Sydney, Sid, you're telling me, that, when was the last time you were in Miami? Last year. Okay, there's plenty of homeless. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's some. There's not plenty. No. No. Okay. There's some. All right, well, they exist. I'm not doing head counts, but they're there. Look, let me ask something about crime. It's a Democrat issue. Okay, did you see what Eric Adams is doing? He's handing out these Apple iTags. Yeah, you know what that means? That means so now when when, uh, guys are out there, gomadis, you can find them quicker. (laughs) Listen to me, bro. My father never had a cell phone. Let's leave it at that. Okay? No beeper, no cell phone. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure he's been pure as a driven snow to my mother, but he's like, look, I don't need blowjack on me all the time. Call the house, call the office, and I'm good. So, you know, but you're absolutely correct. Yes, if we're willing to give up our freedoms, if we're willing to give up our liberties, 
we will definitely be a safer society. Justice Scalia said that over and over again. The more freedoms you give up, the more yeah. liberties you give up, yep. the safer you are. So it's a balancing test. Artie, you're always great. I mean, I swear to God, I say this all the time. I missed you so much. You've been back for about a month. When, he, when are you great. back to Queens? When are you getting back to Queens? I think uh, if I had to guess, sometime between Memorial Day weekend and the second week of June. That's your safest bet. So huh? when is the Sid and Friends like Beach Party? That's what I want. Second week of June, Artie, you'll be there. Don't you worry. You'll be there. <laughs> make, right, sure you go, make sure you go to Aliotas and bring some nice pastry, okay? <laughs> Whatever you need, man. I go to I go to Villa Mate or Tasty Bakery at 13th Avenue. Oh, man. I know that place. That place is great. Artie, you're always great, buddy. Thank you so much. Love you, pal. Have a I good love one. you more. There he is, famed defense attorney and a great radio guest, Arthur Idala. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.